Welcome to Thy Kingdom Comma. Thy Kingdom Comma is an evangelical Christian blog and podcast encouraging Christians in their biblical worldview, their commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, and to active participation in the furtherance of His kingdom through Great Commission Living. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. I wanted to go ahead and take a minute and explain why Thy Kingdom Comma. I have to admit, it's a funny name. I get a lot of compliments on it, though. They're like, hey, that's pretty good. So it's funny because really... The first reason I'll give you, I have three. The first reason is I couldn't think of anything else. Like all the good Bible-like Christian type names for a blog were already taken. And then I came up with that. So that was the first thing. Second thing is a comma in punctuation is used to set off uh, a new clause, something important to the sentence. So I want us to think in that way, that there's something important here, you know, that we should stop and think and contemplate whatever is is being said, because hopefully it's all about Jesus, and so he is worthy of our contemplation. It's certainly not anything I have to say, that's for sure. The third thing is a comma is used in writing also for pause. Think of William Shatner, right, who famously uses pauses at all kinds of unusual places in a sentence. Hopefully we won't do that, but <laughs> I do want us to pause. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a pause to consider something significant in the sentence. So those are all some reasons why thy kingdom comma makes sense. And of course, it is, it's all about the Lord and it's all about his kingdom. And so I pray that this would be to the furtherance of his kingdom for his glory, not for mine. And I hope that you are blessed by it. I hope that you are encouraged and I hope that you, frankly, just enjoy it. There's no reason that we really need to be wringing our hands about things. The Lord certainly isn't, and uh, we are His. If we are in Him, we are His, and we have nothing to fear. So, to God be the glory. I am recording this on January 1st, 2020, New Year's Day. I got up this morning, and I read... Started out on my new one-year Bible. I'm on a one-year Bible reading plan. And uh, I bought this copy of the Bible, this actual Tyndale one-year Bible, on the recommendation of one of my seminary professors uh, this last semester. So I thought I would try it out. I bought one of the original, the 1984 NIVs. I've been getting into the NIV lately, and so I just thought I would stick with that. I wasn't really sure what I would think when I got into it, but I really liked it. And here's why. Let me let me tell you some things. First of all, as you might expect, January 1st starts out with Genesis 1. And it goes through creation and it goes into Genesis 2. Uh, and first of all, you know, then it jumps into Matthew. And then you're reading about the genealogies. And normally, those kinds of Old Testament, New Testament Bible reading plans, I don't do well with. Maybe you do, but I don't seem to. I, it, it gets kind of schizophrenic to me. It's, it, it's a lot to keep track of. So I wasn't, really wasn't too into it, but I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to give this a go. 
funnily enough, it really wasn't that bad, and I really enjoyed it. Let me let me tell you a little bit. So, I go through Genesis. I'm rereading the story of creation, and again, you know, I haven't visited it in I don't know since last this time last year or whatever it was. So I really enjoyed seeing just God's order of creation, how everything was so perfect and logical and everything, the way he laid it all out. But then also, again, I'm thinking, you know, this really is the best explanation of how we got here. Where did all of this come from? There is no better explanation found anywhere on earth than Genesis 1, Genesis 2. So there's that. I'm seeing about how God gave Adam work to do in the garden. And work is something that God gave before the fall, even. So that was interesting. And then, of course, I get into Matthew, and I'm reading about the genealogy of the Lord. And I'm thinking to myself, of all that transpires in Scripture and in history from the time of creation to where I'm at now in Matthew, reading the genealogies, and just, again, all of God's promises, and then all of God's promises fulfilled in what I'm now reading and will be reading as we unfold the Lord's life and his earthly life. So there's that. And then after that and the story of the wise men, it goes into as you read Psalm 1. Now, normally, I wouldn't really read the Psalms at New Year's. It wasn't really the first thing I would have jumped to. But I'm so glad I did because in Psalm 1, like what a perfect psalm for the new year. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And of course, it goes on and talks about the wicked. But as far as the blessed man, the righteous man, what do I want to do this new year? What do you want to do this new year, right? We we want to grow in the Lord. We want to grow in the knowledge of him and in his word. And again, there's that promise that not that everything's going to go great all year long or, or your whole life long, but it's this idea that in the overall plan of God, we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water when we're in God's word and following after him. So that was encouraging. And then it has me read the first six verses of Proverbs. And there again, I mean, it's really the kind of the beginning of Solomon's prologue to Proverbs. And I was just amazed, just really realizing what I was about to get into as I dig into Proverbs over the next however long it is. But even in that, it says, uh, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. And listen to all the reasons he gives for these Proverbs and why we should be in God's word and why we should be in these Proverbs. For attaining wisdom and discipline. For understanding words of insight. For acquiring a disciplined and prudent life. Doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables the sayings and riddles of the wise so again how important it is that we're in god's word every day right i hope you are i hope this year you're making a commitment to be in god's word every day i know life happens and sometimes we 
or we're asleep or we're sick or whatever and we miss a day here or there, but I hope that you're in it every day and I hope that I am too. And so I just wanted to share a little bit from that one year Bible. How about you? What do you what's your Bible plan for the year? What what's your reading plan? Contact me here at Thy Kingdom Comma. You can email me at Anthony at thykingdomcomma.com and let me know what your plan is. What version are you reading? Do you change up versions or have you read the same translation for years? Some people do just because they're they're comfortable with it. Nothing wrong with that. So yeah, let me know. I'll just be kind of curious. Well, that wraps up our show for today. Be sure to join us next time as we dig deeper into God's Word and apply it to our lives. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please tell others. You can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash thykingdomcomma or you can visit us on the web at thykingdomcomma.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.